Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone. It's it's us. It's me. It's Grant. What's going on, everyone? I don't know why I'm talking to you. You can't answer. Uh, what's going on? Uh, it's me and Jake again. We're back. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. That's his thing. Yeah. We're here with uh, Mitch again. You know that guy. The guy. No one really likes, but it's all right. He's still here. You'll never get rid of me. No, it's we, true. We've tried so many different ways. It just can't be done. So today. We are diving into the world of the news. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Just news. the news. We're not talking about like the debates. We're not talking about uh, climate change. We're talking about news that is, uh, what I would call ridiculous. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Or yeah. just things that will never be talked about on the news because they're that fucking crazy okay i don't know about you but yeah. they're crazy a they still are articles on on the internet it's true but they lester exist. holt is not covering this they exist l roker who shit his pants at the white house will not be discussing this on live television he's also uh mk ultra dude that was so. that was my favorite interview ever with him talking about how he shit himself at the white house i like respected him so much he was like yeah, he's like, yeah i had to go he's like i had to go and, uh, you know, I, I got some space because I was feeling a little gassy. So I'm walking down the hall. Now I look around. No one's there. And, you know, I fart, and a little bit extra comes out. So I just have to go into the bathroom and change because uh, I, I poop myself. He's and the most just, valiant talking head we have. It's just like, dude, Al Roker, that was fucking OG. You just admitted to shitting yourself in the White House. Anyways, it that's, was good. that's not the No, point. yeah, but he's not covering this. Um, no, he's done. Yeah. He's done. Yeah, so uh, why, don't you, why don't we just jump in? I got a couple. I got like four different articles that I, I think have. I have around four too. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got the articles coming up the ass here. All right, you ready? Oh yeah. Which one? Am I starting? Yeah. Who's, why don't you starting? start? You got the fun stuff. It's me, I got Jake. Starting stuff. Start. Oh yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, I'll be the uh, the relief throughout. Uh, one that's kind of local around where we are in the uh, NWI Northwest Indiana Times. Uh, I think it was just yeah, it was uh, just yesterday, September twelfth of two thousand nineteen. A naked man with a beer in his hand uh, is was evading police by vanishing into a region cornfield. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude, good for that guy. That's, I mean, he's just drinking on a Thursday night, dude. He's probably watching 
See, he's probably in the same situation I'm in, right? Where he's playing fantasy football this year, right? No, yeah, he probably has Cam Newton. Cam Newton, just and like he saw me. him and started freaking out. He's like, I have to drink heavily and run. That's how I felt yesterday. I was yeah. furious. Two weeks in a row, I was furious. He wasn't completely naked though. He was spotted running down the street in only a hat, mm. but he had a beer. He had a hat, like Will uh, Ferrell from old school. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. It was probably Will Ferrell from old school. Uh, it, he actually caused quite the the ruckus. Uh, it prompted police, firefighters, and even a drone to be looking for him because, uh, yeah, they responded to requests of uh, to do a welfare check on a naked man seen running northbound on Indiana 55 in Hebron. And uh, so they sent people out there, and when they came across the scene, they spotted the naked man and uh, in question, and uh, he started running up the road. Away from them, you know, he was trying to get away. He rushed across a highway, still nude, hatted, and with a beer in his hand. And he retreated into a cornfield off uh, 20,100 block of uh, Harrison Avenue. Damn, dude, yeah. that guy's cool, man. Good for him. He's yeah, so, just trying to live his life. <laughs> yeah, so he disappeared into the cornfield. Dude, I would be horrified to go into a cornfield, especially at night. Have you seen Naked? the spiders and what spiders do there? But, yeah. They make like basically just cubicles in every stock, and it's... but it's either spiders or cops. That's your cops. Choice. I'd go with cops like one hundred percent of the time. But you're naked and drunk, and yeah, but public. I'm naked and drunk, and I'm surrounded by spiders and corn. No sense of direction. It's night. I don't know. I would personally get arrested over trying to do that. I would. Probably just stay at home and be naked in my Yeah, I house. mean, you know what sucks is that I would probably, if I was drunk and naked running from the police, I would probably try it and then realize it was a bad decision and then be arrested. So I feel like both are coming my way if I'm in this situation, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that's not a great but plan. Yeah. So after he uh, uh, disappeared into the corn, uh, some Lowell firefighters, uh, they brought a drone to the area and started trying to search the area like that from an aerial view. And uh, they couldn't find him. They just could not friggin' find him. Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. he he just got away. The, the, I don't know, the anonymous drunk. Good for him. Yeah, I he mean. He got away. The birthday suit man. He's Hell good. yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's what's going on in our neck of the woods. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, so let's get into something more serious on, on your end. All right, I'll start you off with uh, a fun little cryptid one here. So as some of you may know, they ran DNA tests throughout Loch Ness to try and... They were not specifically looking for the Loch Ness Monster. They were just gathering data and they figured we'd squander or squash some of these uh, rumors yeah. with uh, some scientific data. Wasn't it they, like, uh, they took samples of the water and like did a biological test of like the species inside of it or something? Oh yeah, they did a, they did a bunch of shit. And... Uh, Pretty much what they concluded. Now, it's it's not inconclusive, but they have no reason to suspect the Loch Ness Monster is real. They believe that it is an eel. Interestingly enough, I was not happy with that answer, as I'm assuming a lot of people weren't. So I dug a little bit deeper, and it turns out there's a guy who found these results, and he was talking about it. He proposed a theory that's starting to gain traction that... Take a guess. What do you think he says it is? It is a living creature right now. And it's not an eel? No. Like they said? No. Um, is it... You know, like the... Uh, 
uh, what, is, what is it in the in the sewers where a bunch of rats get together and it's like the the, what, rat, like the, the rat, rat king? king? Yeah, is it sort of like that, but with eels? No, it's eels are not, not a part of it's this. It's not a cluster of eels. No. no. Uh, okay. No. Is it? It's living now. Yes. I was going to say Stegosaurus. It's endangered. <laughs> it is an endangered species right now. I have no clue. No. What? I mean, the giant salamander. Ooh. Well, aren't those like uh, aren't, aren't those usually just in China? Well, funny enough, and I think they're like eight feet. Funny enough, what he says it it has a lot of merit to it because an eel does not get as large as they propose that a Nessie could possibly be, and the giant salamanders. Yeah, they're mostly in China, but their habitats are cold, rocky, fresh water, which is exactly what. Loch Ness is. So someone just like smuggled in a giant salamander from China like all those ages ago? Mm-hmm. And they think it could be either like an offshoot of that or even potentially in some cases an extremely large version of a giant salamander which grow between six to eight feet. Yeah, yeah. And then people against this theory have suggested that that's ridiculous. What about the people that say... They see it with like a head and like a long neck. That's you know? what I was thinking. I was thinking the, the amalgamation of a bunch of eels. Boom. So what he says is that eels, which I agree with him on this, it would make no sense because eels don't protrude their necks like that. They stay in a straight line like a fish. So if they came out of the water, they wouldn't you know, hoist their neck around like that in like a hook. Mm. And he was like, it wouldn't be the head of the salamander, but that describes its tail perfectly if you've ever seen its tail. Oh, my God. Sticking out of the water. And it also gives credence to the fact that a lot of people say Nessie can come out of the water and onto the shore. Just like a salamander can do. Yeah, and, and are salamanders amphibious? Yes. Yes, that's what, yeah, that's what the right word. Cool. So this guy, which I'm actually starting to believe him more than I am the results. Mostly because even the results themselves, they kind of... They didn't say that they weren't happy with what they found. But they pretty much got evidence that eels were in Loch Ness and were just excited with the fact that Nessie's not real, it's an eel. That's what it is. And this guy dove a little bit further and pretty much threw out a suggestion that, to me, makes a lot of rational sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I remember reading stories about Nessie and, you know, some uh, stories about it that, you know, sound like it would be akin to a, a really big giant salamander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like that big famous photo of Nessie, like the supposed like photograph. Of that was a hoax. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, but like if we're still if we're picturing that, mm-hmm. and like what the uh, what the tail of the salamander could look like. So theoretically, if it wasn't a hoax, that would be him going in for a kill and like having his ass in the air. Maybe not even a kill. Maybe just diving in a little bit deeper, getting mm. his you know action shot, doing the dolphin right. dive. You know. I can't. <laughs> what was that? You can't visually see the. That's what it I'm sounds making. like. But yeah. All right. So yeah, who knows? I j- I just like that theory because it it makes more sense to me than a fucking eel. Like it really does. An eel. People aren't that ridiculous. Okay. Well, I mean, like the the one thing you said about the eel be like, all right, eels don't grow to be that size. Well, fucking giant salamanders don't grow to be the size that we're talking about. No, so they I don't. mean, nothing's off the table, but. Uh... Like that is an inter- that is an interesting theory. I've never heard that before. I the reason I don't like it is because it's too easy of an answer. They're giving the easiest answer so that you stop asking questions, and I don't like that. 
It's it seems very rudimentary and obvious, and it makes me upset. They All throw right. it out there and they say it's an eel. Boom! Stop talking about it. No one asks any more questions because now it's a fucking eel. I mean, there's always going to be lore surrounding it oh, yeah. and like speculation so all the uh the dudes selling merchandise all around the uh the lake aren't gonna have any problems i don't think in the near future Probably just because not. people think it's either an eel or a salamander it's like I'd, yeah but anything it keeps you more interested yeah because you're like, I want to it's see like it. maybe it is maybe i can confirm these things but yes with that being said nessie might potentially be an eel and or a giant salamander Perhaps a salamander with an eel in its mouth. How about that? How about them apples, bitch? There's that. I one really for don't you. know. That uh, yeah. There it's Mitch. Mitch. Wow! Shut up! Shut right. up! Well, after we after we're we're uh, we're out of the salamander territory, uh, I got a Florida man. I got a Florida man story. Uh, it's uh, this Florida man was caught on camera mowing his yard naked, and he's currently fighting to get his job back. Because, uh, guess what he was? Just guess what his job is. Gator Wrangler. It's not that. Mitch, what do you, th- what do you think it is? What his job is? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was he a police officer? No, he was a teacher. He was a teacher, and I think, I'm pretty sure one of his students, like, filmed him naked mowing his lawn in 2017. But he uh, he was uh, removed from the the uh, teaching board. Hold on, his, hold his on. teaching position. He, he still has his license. Did he have a fence? He did not. Okay, then there is I, then there is I some understand. pretty striking footage of it. Uh, did he explain himself? No, in nowhere in the article does it say why he did it or like perhaps you know any any logical reasoning. That's him right there. <laughs> Let me see. Look at it. I'll post it on oh. all the all the shit after this. Wow. But yeah, it's ju- he's just out there doing it. But yeah, that happened in 2017. Um, they were, he was an elementary school teacher. <laughs> that makes it even worse. Yeah, so, um, so it probably wasn't one of, his, uh, one of his students. But yeah, he was caught doing that. And uh, he, he was apparently a teacher with tenure. He had an unblemished record. And so many like colleagues and uh, parents actually are in support of him getting his job back. Really? Yeah. I kind of am too. It's like, I it's... mean, me too, but like... Explain why, yourself. Yeah, it's just like give like a reason. Like, just be like, it was fucking hot. Yeah. Like, say something about it rather than just, like, oh, shit, they got me. I you know? get the crime. I understand why it's not okay. I get why that he was fired. But at the end of the day, it's he, he, was, in, he was on his property cutting his lawn. Yeah, but with Maybe. anything in this case, it's like there's going to be people for him, and there's definitely a lot of parents that are very yeah, happy yeah. with the decision. Of yeah, I'm for him because it's you know? not like he showed up to yeah. work naked. Maybe he, it was just an accident. You know, he just forgot to put clothes on. If that was an accident, he should not be around children. <laughs> and don't forget, he lives in the fucking Everglades. It's like a million yeah. degrees. Yeah, you're right. There's bugs. That guy's probably having the worst day of his life and he has to cut the lawn. You think the bugs would make you want to put something on? Yeah, you think he'd wear pants, not yeah. even shorts. It's like, man, I'm going to get fucked up out yeah. here with these bugs. But, you know, I mean, his his teaching uh, certificate didn't get revoked, and he's actually free to apply and work at any other school in the state. Well, I hope he gets so, a job. I want to keep up on this guy. Cause yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for... Does he have a name? Did they put a name in the article, or was uh, that too... I believe it is... Uh, well, let's see what his name is. I don't know if that's too personal for, like, a naked man story. Yeah, all right, it's Brian Wheeler. Mr. Brian Wheeler of... Uh, oh, kind of like the Ruby Ridge guys? Wait, oh, oh my, that's Weaver. Wait, not yeah, Wheeler, Weaver. Sorry. I was like, yes, okay, yeah. 
I heard the Wii, and I was like, what? Never mind. No, yeah, it's Wheeler. Yeah. Brian Wheeler. Good for him. I'm on his North side. North Florida. Brian Wheeler, you have my you have my Blessing stance. to do yard work however you want. No, no, no. From now on, I'd say put clothes on for your own sake and for the sake of your neighbors because I saw the pictures. So please put clothes on. Yeah. But really? I respect your game, and I, I don't think you deserved to be fired. It was a rather large portion of his body uh, blurred out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's, that's one. This Florida man. I got some other Florida mans coming up just to break it up. But you go ahead, Greg. Nice. All right. So scientists have successfully reversed the biological aging process in humans. How about that, dude? Mr. Does that headline grab you? Brian Wheeler could probably use that based on the photo. So what they did is they took nine healthy volunteers who, for one year, ingested a cocktail containing three common drugs, a growth hormone, and two diabetes medications. I'll, I'll explain why in a little bit. They didn't give the specific names of the common drugs because they don't want people to do this at home yet. They want to test it, like lab test it multiple times yeah. before anything happens. Probably smart. So what they did is uh, they, they took this drug cocktail for one year, and after the year was up, they went into their body... They took blood, they took, uh, you know, whatever. All the tests you could imagine, probably, yeah. And they found that the genomes in their blood and body were aged in reverse by two and a half years, meaning that their body and immune system had lost two and a half years. So they were, like, revitalized to... Yes, revitalized. And I don't mean lost in the sense of they are going to die two years quicker. Their body, they might be 40 years old, but their body, their immune system, has the age of, like, 38. Interesting. Wait, so did they age... I don't know if this is, like, too um, in-depth of a question, but, like, did they age two years back from when they started it? So a year after? So is it actually just one year? No, it's two. Before that? So it's two from when they started? It's two from the end. Two from the end. They didn't take. Okay. They didn't monitor during. They monitored. Interesting. After. Okay. And this all began because they. This guy named Steve Horvath uh, from the University of California in L.A. and he said that he expected to see a slowing down of the clock, but not a reversal. Adding that it felt quite futuristic, and all their findings are available online if you're interested. It's like a whole thing. Um, pretty much what they were looking for was to see that if a growth hormone could be used inside the human body to safely bring back tissue to the thymus gland, which is the gland located in between the lung and the breastbone, and that's what keeps up your immune function. Interesting. So they wanted to see if they could revitalize that and essentially probably make people healthier, right? Yeah. And they've what they found is that the growth hormone does rejuvenate the thymus gland, but Unfortunately, it also can cause diabetes while being rejuvenated, thus adding the diabetes medication to the cocktail so that they didn't get diabetes. Interesting. All right. So what they were doing is they were giving dehydropiandrostrine and metformin. That was what was included in yeah. that cocktail. Just pick it up at your local pharmacy. And pretty much after everything was over, after the year, they took blood samples from the nine volunteers and they had MRIs to see the thymus gland. Uh, the cell, the blood cell count in all the volunteers was up and improved. 
the fat that had gathered on the gland uh, was all replaced by new tissue in seven of the nine participants. Jeez. And he, uh, Horvath, used four separate epigenetic clocks in order to determine the participants' current biological ages. And on all four of those clocks, he noticed that in all nine of the volunteers, it had been the biological age had been reversed by up to 18 months to 24 months in all nine patients. Damn. Yeah. So this is, obviously this is huge news, but like they said, this is not, it's not a game changer yet. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, because they it's probably need so to do it on new. more than nine people. It happened, uh, yeah, they used nine people, so they have no, they really have no test basis to run this data on. Mm-hmm. But what the information they have is a huge find for them. And I say, yeah, you're potentially reversing time, basically. It, it will potentially lead to big things in the future. So how about that? The biological age of human beings can be reversed through a drug concoction that, you know, obviously we'll have to test. Yeah. But it could work. That's amazing. It could work. That's absolutely amazing. I look forward to living forever. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus, uh, I uh, I have one guy that I don't think we should test this on because I think he needs to go. Uh, he is a Florida man claiming to be God, and he was arrested after he was touching people and uh, fighting with police. What does that mean, touching people? He was yeah, he was really into whatever he was doing. I don't know. It's uh, like just like strangers like grabbing them and like yeah, he was in it was a like groping or grabbing. He was like, all right, so he was in a supermarket, right? Uh, it was a it was a, a Calhoun Aldi. And uh, so he they say that he started touching people, and he was, like, praying over over them with their permission. So I, I guess he was probably just, like, grabbing like at the people. the hand on the head or the shoulder. The rosary and that shit and, like, pulling them in, like, let me bless you. Let me bless you. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I understand. So isn't that just weird? And he was not naked? He was not naked, but okay. he was God, supposedly. I'd argue that we need to try the biological reverse on him because we need more people like that. Mm-hmm. We yeah. need more prophets, whether they be false or real. We need more. It would make yeah. life more interesting. It, it really would. would. But, uh, yeah, once the police showed up because uh, people were not comfortable with them uh, being touched by him. Uh, yeah, Hell, I've been touched up. by homeless people downtown. Yeah, I remember that. I was, <laughs> they like yeah. touch my hair and like. Yeah, try I was to just like, don't shoulders. touch him. Like, come on, dude. The, they, I, for some reason, they like respect me. Like, ninety nine percent of the homeless population just was super friendly. Yeah, and they're just nice. like right on, man, right on, dude. Right. Yeah, I got like the power, the like the the raised fist, like the hell yeah, brother, yeah. right on, all the time. Just like this guy's cool, man. Hell yeah, dude. You got you have street cred. They love in probably me. its most pure form. But yeah, one of them touched me and it was weird. And then I had to go into class and act like nothing happened. But it was yeah, it was weird, man. That lady I, talked to me for like ten minutes after you went in too. She was outside still. I didn't like that. Oh, well, she was I, weird. You remember the lady? She was straight up crazy. She had like paint on her face or something, or like some crazy bad looking makeup. Maybe did we see her boobs? I remember that one. No, no, that was a that was a local prostitute. <laughs> that was disgusting, dude. Oh, dude, I saw uh, what I believe to have been a prostitute at a uh, a fish show back in the day. It was like in the the Shakedown Street where everyone was just like hanging out and uh, uh, doing shrooms and shit. Nice. And there was just like this chick just walking up and down like in front of two cops, 
and she would just occasionally like bend down and pull her pants to her ankles like not wearing any underwear and then just pull them back up and continue walking and the policemen would just like kind of just shake their heads and like that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) they didn't arrest her yeah we were just like what's up with her and she they're just like i think we think she's like a prostitute or something she's not getting any bites though so it's whatever yeah that's like all right yeah, so with that being said, I would not be comfortable with this guy touching me, but I would like to meet him. I probably would like to. Yeah, look at this photograph of him. He looks... Okay, I'd take it back. Come I don't on. think I want to meet that guy. Well, the cuts on his face are probably from being tased and arrested when he started tr- to try to like beat up cops. I don't know. No, he, he looks like he's a nice guy. He's just crazy. Yeah. He looks like he's in a great mood, but he's normally in a terrible mood all the time. He looks like one of those guys, like a football dad... Or he's one of those Just weird. Like, Come on, he's son. one of those really weird guys who's always in a good mood, like always smile. You know those people are always smiling. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. He really does. does anything actually. bad happen to you, sir? It's like, I don't think I've ever had a bad day. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, he fought the police and was tased, and now he's he's uh, he's in their in their helm. Now he's everywhere. Yeah, he's God. He is God. All right, so we're going to I'm taking you back a long time ago. And we're going to talk about who were the first people in North America. Right? History would suggest that it would be the Clovis, the Clovis people. Clovis. Isn't that the name of like an AI in some movie? It's like Clovis. Hey Clovis. Bring know. me into this database or something. They, it sounds like it is. The Clovis were said to be in North America about 16,500 years ago. Or no, I'm sorry, 15,600 years ago. Ah, that was okay. 15,600 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound right. So in the year 4,000, uh, what, 4,400 uh, A.D.? B.C.? I think it's B.C., right? Or wait. Oh, wait. B.C.E. Yeah, you're right. Not eight, yeah. Before I'm fucking era. up bad here how many, today. How many years was this? Don't worry about it. 15,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was B.C. Yeah, no, was... definitely. <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking that was my It's a bit thing. on the other end. I'm thinking like 2019, but it's only 2,000, not 20,019. Yeah, don't worry. So, yeah, I'm don't way worry. off. Don't listen to me about the years. Time is relative. With that being said, in Idaho... Circle. Idaho, of all places, the place where people say they have nothing, correct? <laughs> Idaho. Yeah, nothing. Potatoes. Idaho, they have recently uncovered stone tools and animal bone fragments that through recent radiocarbon dating, they found to be 16,600 years old, which, if you were listening to my bad math, is more than a 1,000 years before the Clovis people were thought to have inhabited North America. Interesting. And what's crazy about this? These artifacts aren't from Siberia. No, 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 no. They're remotely similar to Japan. Oh, you don't say. Japanese things in Idaho. Like older than the Clovis people. Japanese things as in like the things themselves or themselves are like Yeah, I'll, I'll get specific it. to I'll Japan or like the style with which they were made. I'll get into it, don't worry. Okay. Um, so the discovery is detailed in a paper published in Journal Science, co-authored by the Oregon State University Professor Lauren Davis. 
And uh, Davis has been conducting excavations at an area known as Cooper's Ferry in Idaho for 10 years. And that started when he did his Ph.D. dissertation on the early indigenous people of that area. Fantastic. It, uh, Cooper's Ferry is at a bend in the Salmon River, locally known as the River of No Return, which is fed into by the Snake River, the main tributary of the Columbia. And the mouth of that river is the Pacific Ocean. I'll get to that in a minute. Don't worry. It all comes together. Like a river. Mm-hmm. And uh, that raised the question of why did they find it in Idaho? So here, I have the map right here. You guys can look. They found it right in this area here. Right here. Yeah. North of Boise. So... What they found is 189 stone artifacts, tools, projectile points, blades, other things like that. Uh. Uh, they found charcoal, a fire-cracked rock, and 86 large animal bone fragments. Uh, the age of the tools predates the Clovis culture, as I said, long thought to be the first human settlers of the America. Uh, the points on all the weapons are much different than the points that the Clovis people used, and this is where the Japanese come in. The weaponry that they found is extremely similar to the time period of the Japanese, the same weapons they'd used at the same time. So about 16,600 years ago, the weapons that they found in Idaho are similar to those that they found in Japan from the same time. Yeah. Okay. And this takes us back upstream all the way to the Pacific Ocean, right? Where they speculate that people from Japan did not come here by the ice bridge, they came on a transoceanic trip by a boat through the Pacific Ocean down the river into Idaho. Boom. And you know why? You know why? 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 Let me, ex let me explain this. The fragments that they found from the animal bones, they belonged to a horse, okay? okay? But that horse was extinct, and it lived in North America, and it died previous to the end of the glacial period, which was before the Barren Ice Bridge. Wow. So, that leads them to speculate that they did not take the Ice Bridge as thoroughly thought previously. They took a boat and landed in Idaho. And then, obviously, like, they go into it. There's no definitive answer. This could be, you know, a hundred different things. It's history. No one will ever know what that means. Yeah. Correct. So it can go whichever direction you want it to, but what they think is that people from Japan made their way out here and landed in the mouth of the Pacific Ocean and fed into the Columbia River. And whether they made it all the way inland to Idaho or not, they made it to that area and either their boat was shipwrecked or they lived in the area and it traveled downstream, got caught in the bend, or they actually lived there in Idaho or settled or did something there. Yeah, I'd be interested to see uh, later on if anyone discovers things much like this, like in surrounding areas, to see how far maybe they had gotten if they did stay. Yeah. If it wasn't just, oh, let's go. So this is a potential game changer for North American history. Yeah. Just the history of how and why people were here is completely blown out of the water. And it's interesting. It is yeah. very interesting. There's no way to fully know, but we're getting more pieces of the puzzle. It's cool. We certainly are. It's very interesting. So you never know. Maybe maybe Japan had people here before anybody else. Yeah. How does anybody feel about that? You think that could be real? 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Interesting. Things to chew on. More things to look into if you're interested. The proof is in the tools. Uh, the Clovis people in general are very interesting. I remember learning about that. Uh, shit. Was that like sophomore year? I had to do summer reading on it. and It sucked. But it was very interesting after yeah. I was done. I still think Clovis sounds like something. It's, it sounds like the dude with the pocket protector in like a college movie or something. Revenge of the Nerds. You talking about Booger? Booger Clovis. I like Booger. That would be a great name for a guy. But yeah, interesting little news article I thought I'd read because I hadn't heard that anywhere. I came across that earlier and I was like, this is super fucking Yeah, that's pretty nuts. There you go. Bim, bam, boom. Very nice. There's a... Why don't we take a look at where we've come as a nation since uh, our Japanese brethren first yes. first landed here. Uh, so a Florida man, again, uh, he sprayed women with roach spray, and he broke out nunchucks over a loud music complaint. Wow. Yeah. So here's what was going on. It was basically, there was two young women in a car, and they were celebrating, it was like outside of an apartment complex, they were celebrating one of the girls' birthdays, and they were like blasting music and having a great time being 18, right? And so, uh, two people actually came out from the um, the apartment, and they asked them to turn it down, they're like, hey, it's pretty loud, we understand your kid's in 18, but you gotta turn it down, I have kids. And there was another fifth woman. So it was two women that came out of the apartment, two women in the car. There was a fifth woman who was just out and just hanging out. So she witnessed this go on. But uh, so a man named uh, Larry Darnell Adams, he was 61 at the Daytona Beach. Uh, he was charged with aggravated assault because he came out to them and uh, sprayed them with roach spray because he felt the music was a bit too loud. It's, I wonder what they were listening to. I don't know. It doesn't say, and I really wish it did. I feel like that matters. Yeah, it definitely matters. But yeah, he yeah. It's like the guy from Cannibal Corpse when he was in Florida, and he like thought the rapture was coming. Yeah. So he like beat the shit out of his neighbor and like stockpiled guns and yeah. shit. <laughs> like, it, dude, it then matters. he ran at a cop. Yeah. And he was just subdued. He didn't get shot or anything. It was like this guy's running at me with a gun, and he's absolutely insane. This enormous man. Background information. It's important. It's relevant. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he came out and was complaining to him, and he uh, verbally assaulted the woman and became combative and all that. And he went back into his house and came back out, and he sprayed them in the body and faces with roach spray. And, uh, yeah. So then uh, he went back, and he came out with a martial arts weapon used to strike the vehicle. And it was nunchucks. He was okay. just hitting the car with them. And he was That's threatening, pretty cool. Yeah. And he was, like, threatening to... Uh, to hit him, to hit him, and then he ended up throwing them at the car uh, a second time, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I like that's, that. That's pretty much what happened. Then they, he got arrested, and uh, he his uh, daughter was actually with him in his apartment, and on because they searched his his place afterward. And what's actually funny with the roach spray, they found an empty bottle of roach spray and a full bottle of mace. So I think he was just out of his mind. He just like, forgot which one. And he just picked the wrong one. But, uh, yeah, he went inside, and they found her, his daughter uh, sleeping on the bed. And in a sock on the bed was, like, a shit ton of 9 millimeter rounds. But there was no gun anywhere. It's a very wow. strange. It's very strange. He seems ill-equipped for everything. 
<laughs> he doesn't have the right like tools and potential to actually threaten people. Yeah, he had all the bullets, but he was just like, "How can I make this a, into a weapon?" Yeah, it's like I have bullets, <laughs> I have this spray, but I have other spray. Who's to say which spray I'm going to grab? And then he obviously doesn't know how to use nunchucks because you do not throw them. Uh, normally, I, I don't think you throw them. No, no. Yeah. So he's arrested. I uh, the one thing I do want to say, uh, it's related but not to this story specifically. Uh, Florida people, it's like a meme now. It's all over the internet. You know, like Florida men, Florida's crazy. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, what so people I thought it was fun. What? No, it is. It is. I love reading those. Don't get me wrong. What people don't understand though is that Florida is not crazier than any state in the country. Regardless of the news articles or not, and what people might not know, yeah, they have open press. I believe it's called the Sunshine Law, the Sunshine State yeah. Law, and yeah, it's any any public crime. So crime in general is public; it's all public domain. So you can reporters can report on it and interview anyone they want. There's no media silence when it comes to crime yeah. in Florida, and it's one of the only states that has complete transparency in crime. And the media. So yeah, just think of Florida man stories and like, oh, that's hilarious. I would hate to live in Florida. It's like, no, that's happening everywhere. Yeah, that shit they're happens everywhere. They're just being open about it. Yeah, they're they're honest. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that. All right, so I got, I have one more story. Uh, you have another story? I have another thing I want to talk about. Yeah. All right. So I, uh, you guys are gonna have to bear with me on this one because this one is near and dear to my heart. I've been kind of paying attention to this for about two months now, I'd say. And I, I came across some information that I found interesting that has to do with this. So we are going to talk about Gwen Towers. Any, is anybody familiar with those? No. I like that name. Gwen Towers. Gwen, okay. Wait, Glenn or Gwen? Gwen. I love Stands the for name Gwen. Ground Wave Emergency Network. It's less i don't like it as much now but i still like it uh sonically so i will explain this i'm going to explain to you what they are why they were designed okay and it makes sense it's a very rational thing okay. it is a communication system that the united states government developed in the mid 80s and what it was was that it could survive the effects of a, an electromagnetic pulse so an emp where they say it would fry the grid yeah i'll get into why these would survive but they started developing these so that in the case of a nuclear attack or some type of unforeseen event where all the power grid was down, there could still be communication between the president, the military, and air command. Sounds important. And they developed this during uh, like the, the, the kind of like later stages of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And this was something that they started doing. To, it, yeah, essentially to make sure that there would always be a way to communicate, even in the worst of situations. Boom. I'm not going to get into... Actually, I guess I can get into it if it means anything to you. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? This is, this is what we're doing. They feature a long-wave transmitting tower. They're all between 290 and 299 feet. And they emit in a, a radio frequency output of 2,000 to 3,000 watts. They planned on building 240, and they only built 58. Uh, in 1994, a defense appropriations bill banned the funding of any new Gwen Towers, and a few months later, the program itself was canceled by the Air Force in the 90s. Why was that? 
I will get into it in a little bit. All right. So this would be an emergency broadcast system in case of a power surge or anything of that matter. So what an EMP does is it interferes with radio transmissions that use the ionosphere to relay information. It would disrupt the ionosphere and all radio waves that are involved with that. So what the Gwen would do is that it would use ground-hugging waves so that it would not be affected by the EMP. It would stay away from the ionosphere, and it would work solely on the ground. Okay, so we have this ground wave technology, right? It's safe from the ionosphere. Yeah. It's safe from all this damage that would be done. Boom. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, correct? Sounds good. So then we'll get into the schematics here. Uh, the distance between these were approximately 150 to 200 miles each. That was the plan. Okay. Because the ground wave transmission range was only about 200 miles. So it would get a little less as the farther you got out. But if you put them every 200 miles, you'd have connection throughout the entire country. Yeah. So that was the plan. And then they, everything worked out right. Okay? Everything was cool. It was whatever. But then the problem came that they started building these Gwen sites and people were getting pissed off because uh, in Massachusetts, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and California, they organized groups to fight the building of these towers and their points were pretty reasonable. Like they said, um, you're building this to combat nuclear attack. And they were like, so if the Soviet Union is going to come at us, they would come at us first because we have more strategic worth here because of these towers. That is true. That is. And then I didn't think of that. They, the air force and everything was like, ah, don't worry about it. That's not what we're doing. That they don't get or uh, garner that much attention, blah, blah, blah. Um, the controversy, then the end of the cold war and all that, it kind of led to them just saying, fuck it. We're done. Programs eliminated. Okay. It's done. So they had pushback, and then the original reason was gone, so it's like, ah, fuck yeah. it. So it's gone. They didn't tear them down. There's still 29 sites up. Okay. Are they active? It's very hard to find that information. All they right. They don't I was really just wondering. talk about yeah. it, and I'll get into that in a minute. And, okay, so now we're going to get into the weird side of this, okay? The really, really, really not okay side of it. So what we're doing here is they've run plenty of tests on the impact of what these ground wave emergency networks have, right? Easy. They do it all the time. Pretty much, when you look at it, the government, these are government documents that talk about this. Mm -hmm. They say that they send out cancerous waves that are Almost, quote, almost negligible to humans, but cancerous nonetheless. Almost is not enough. That's uh... Almost, yeah. So they, almost so neg- they are. Negligible. Um, they say the closer you live to them, the more likely you are to suffer from migraines, vomiting, and cancer. And then there's a lot of damage, uh, potential damage to organs and tissues in the body because of these ground waves. And it's not that the ground waves themselves are killing you, it's that they're at a very low frequency, but the closer you are to them, they're on the ground. They're not in the sky, like in the ionosphere. They're on the ground. So they mm-hmm. travel through where you are. So that's a problem. Yeah, right? that's not good. That's very invasive. 
So, blah, blah, blah. That raises a lot of questions, okay? But now, what we're going to get into is the conspiracy side. There's and, so much room for conspiracy in this whole thing. And this is... what I would like to tell you right now, <sighs> if you go online and look up pictures of Gwen Towers, okay? Yeah. They look pretty... I'll post another uh, picture of normal, the Gwen Towers. They look fine. Yeah. But they are identical to the new 5G towers that are being built for AT&T and Verizon all around the country. The exact same setup, the exact same look, and the exact same facade as Gwen Towers are the new, almost only available now through the new phones, 5G networking cell towers. Man, does this mean i got to change my carrier? It doesn't matter. They're all uh, going to use it. No matter. But I don't want to support it. God. Boom. There's no way of knowing that they're the same thing. It yeah, could very I mean, it well be a true, design. But, but I have, yeah, you did show me the other day. The, uh, there, there has been talk one. about the five G towers being hazardous to humans. Oh yeah. So probably that, having to do with the Gwens. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to say here, this is not crazy, okay? <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> you don't. I don't care if you don't believe me. This is very true. Weather control technology exists. Oh, no, yeah, I knew that. And I I don't mean it in the sense that they can tell they're going to make it snow tonight because they want to, but in the sense that there are chemical compounds that you could put into clouds and specifically in the ionosphere and dissipate cloud coverage, dissipate storms, do things like that. Yeah, and, they were doing that back in World War Two, right? Uh, after World War Two, is when they War developed II. Okay, it. that makes more sense. So... Any of you that are familiar with this know of the HARP transmitter in Alaska, the high-frequency active oral or auroral research program. And what they do is they send high-powered pulses through the ionosphere, which bounce around and can change the energy and magnetic flow within the ionosphere and essentially manipulate what happens there. Um, When targeted... Uh, it can weather engineer, and it it has been noted that it could potentially change moods of people in the local area. Well, that, does that have to do with like anything scientific, or is that just like, oh, yeah, the weather it's raining, uh, no, like, feeling down. It's they're been saying for like two days. like depression can become an extremely common thing, not because of weather, not because so of not actual pulses that are sent out through okay. the harp. So due to the pulses that affect the weather, not the weather itself. Yes. That makes sense. So, this leads people to think that with all the the Cold War, the possible nuclear attack, the heart machine, all of this, that Gwen transmitters might possibly be able to manipulate the weather, might be able to uh, control behavior and mood based on location and geography, and even in some extreme cases, mind control. And I don't mean mind control in the sense of brainwashing you and making you do whatever they say, more in the sense that they would manipulate thoughts and things of that nature to sway public opinion. Would it just be like a change of? So it would. It probably would have to do with like the mood thing, because yeah. if you're in, in a certain mood, you're going to be more susceptible to make certain decisions a certain way. So maybe it has something to do with there. I I can't imagine that it would be complete mind control like you're gonna say this no exactly yeah you, know, you, have, yeah. Your, you have your own hand yeah there. yeah so like it's more of like a behind the scenes like you have free will but uh we're gonna 
kind of steer you in this direction yeah. to use that free will for our deal. Now, you know, this harnesses the technology that was uh, suggested by Nikola Tesla. Okay. And he's coming back in the in the public eye. What they did, a prisoner named David Ferratis in Draper Prison, Utah, in 1988, wrote this down. And it was used in a later date, and I'll explain. Quote, I began to receive or hear high-frequency tones in my ears. When I plug my ears, the tones are still inside and become amplified. It's as if they become electrified echo chambers with the sound coming from the inside out. I began to hear voices into my inner ears as vivid as though I were listening to a set of stereo headphones, with the end result being that I am now having my brain monitored by an omnipotent, computerized mind-reading or scanning machine of sorts. End quote. Holy shit. When, when was this? 1988. Oh my In god. In the midst of the Glenn testing phase. I was going to say, maybe it was like tinnitus, maybe he was shooting guns or something, but he's like hearing voices like he's wearing headphones. That's insane. Hundreds of inmates at the Gunnison facility of the Utah State Prison and at the State Hospital were subject to similar brands of mind control in order to test it. In the early 1970s, this was brought out in the Utah U.S. Uh, District Court because inmates who had been subject, subjected to this Tesla wave mind, wave mind control in prison had tried, and unsuccessfully, to fight back. Hmm. Uh, the University of Re- uh, the University of Utah researched how Tesla waves could be used to manipulate the mind into hearing voices, overriding and implanting thoughts into the mind, and reading those thoughts as well as developing implants for those thoughts. Holy fucking yeah, shit! Yeah, was, yep. yeah. Jesus Christ, we're all fucked. So yeah, read. That's all I'm going to tell you. Please look at your own information, form opinions based on multiple sources, and be skeptical. Just be skeptical. That's all you can do. Or just freak out, and you just start, you know, killing people. Don't. I don't advise that. Don't turn into a Florida man. That's okay. (laughs) Don't be a Florida person. But, yeah, so when you go to buy that new uh, iPhone 11 or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, what does it have, like a third eye on it And they're like, we have 5G. Be careful. Be very careful. Try to get rid of that package. Go down to a 4G. If you guys ever saw The Kingsman, it might be similar to that. Yeah, yeah, really. Mm -hmm. You never know. You never know. Oh, my God. There it is. There's there's way more to this. I read... Samuel L. is in charge of us all. This is about a... uh, Man, I don't know. I found hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages about this. So... Look into it at your own uh, leisure and see what you like, see what you don't like. If you don't like it, <laughs> just at your leisure. Yeah, you know, yeah. more like fear. But, but definitely look into it because it's fucked up. It's weird. It is. That is. Oh god. Yeah. Oh no, buddy. I know how to fucking cheer up a room. Let's make it a little uh, better with the bad luck of Friday the Thirteenth. It's Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> hey, wait. This making it better? No. Yeah. Maybe. It'll, <laughs> maybe uh, we'll all be done in today. That'd a bunch be... of superstitious people. Yeah, yeah. Superstition. doesn't come from nowhere, though. It does not come from nowhere. It comes from human fear. Yeah, pretty much. It actually, uh, yeah, I have some little fun facts about it. It actually goes back to uh, the medieval times 
with some believe that it was in, also inspired by the Bible, some of the uh, the stuff happening about it. At the Last Supper, Judas was the 13th person uh, on the in, the in the row there. And he, as, uh, as we all know, he, uh, he betrayed Jesus to the Romans. And he was also in Satan's mouth in Inferno. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Judas and uh, Brute. Ooh, at two. All because right. according to Satan, Judas destroyed the human revolution of religion, and Brute destroyed the human revolution of government. Damn. Wow, all right. That's pretty cool. I had no idea And about Satan's that. frozen in ice in the Inferno. That makes sense. Uh, it's a great guess, read. Uh, it's hard as fuck to read, but it's good. No, yeah, I would... I remember reading parts of it as, like, an assignment or something. I think I phoned it in, though. It's dope. You know, it sparked notes to the fuck. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, he was the 13th dude. And uh, Jesus, like, died that Friday. So, uh, you know, Friday has always been said to be unlucky for some reason. Uh generally appeared in uh, early 14th century in the Canterbury Tales writer uh, George Chaucer he uh, he wrote on the Friday fell all this mischance so Fridays suck apparently all throughout history but uh, also apparently on uh, for the Knights Templar uh, the Catholic military order the Catholic military order was arrested on uh Friday the 13th of October 1307 uh, by order of King Philip the Fourth. Man, that was only 12 years ago. Yeah, wow. right? Right? <laughs> it was like 20 minutes ago. But yeah, so, uh, I don't know, just some like little things uh, linking Friday and the 13th. Actually, uh, an Italian composer died on uh, Friday the 13th as well, and that was like well documented in his 1869 uh, biography. Okay, but, but to also, be fair... I'm sure billions of people no, of have course. died on of Friday. Of course. The have you 13th. ever seen the the things on like the US? It's just like, all right, this is how many people are being born and dying yeah. right now. It's just like at least a million people have died day. in the past 2 hours. But yeah. Yeah. But something also interesting, uh apparently in Italy, 13 is said to be a lucky number and Friday the uh 17th is actually said to be the unlucky day. So in Italy, Friday the 17th is the equivalent to our Friday the 13th. Yeah, and uh, I, I always was taught when I was little it's unlucky because it's this is Catholic, well, not Catholic, I guess per se. It's one Catholic old woman's opinion that taught me when I was a child. Didn't you get kicked out of that class for asking too many questions? No, I got yelled at by a couple teachers for asking questions, which I'm going to raise a question about yeah, that today. Go ahead. But... Uh, because 13 is what you get when you add Satan and the devil. Or not, the uh, Satan and God. Because the oh, number of Satan is six and the number of God is Dude, seven. Six is in the sevens. So, that's what I was told, that 13 is unlucky because it's blasphemy. Because it's the combination of the two? Yeah. And just seeing reality as it is and with the good and the bad? This is super off topic, but I've been... I, I really, I, I want to get into the devil on an episode, because I've been... No, I'd love to do that. I've really been, like, diving into just different religions' views of who the devil is, and I have to say the Mormons have the coolest version of the devil. Is he, like, wearing a leather jacket or something? No, I'll give you a little teaser. So what happened? I'll just tell you this. At least uh, from what I was reading, the Mormon version of the devil, they, uh, God claimed that he needed a redeemer of mankind, and... 
Satan was the first person to step up and say he'll do it. Mm-hmm. So he would come down, become human, and die for humanity's sins. But he said he would do it under the stipulation that he gets the glory of being the redeemer of humankind. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus stepped up and said, I'll do it. And I won't take the credit for it. Like, it'll be God's credit, not mine. And then God was like, all right, Jesus, you could do it. It's kissing up to the boss and at Satan, the same time as nepotism. And then that's when Satan was like, no, fuck you, I'm out. Like, I'm done. Like, I just made you this sweet deal and you said no, so I'm leaving. And that's when he became the devil. Badass, dude. But uh, I have a question. Yeah, okay? what do you need? Now, I've been asking this for years, and no one can give me a solid answer, right? Mm. They say that, that your Christian God is all-forgiving, right? All-wise yeah. and all-powerful. So he's all-forgiving. If you're on all Earth present. and you repent for your sins, you go to heaven. Yeah. So by those standards, Jeffrey Dahmer is in heaven because, yeah, he sinned on Earth, mm-hmm. but he repented and he died, so he went to heaven. Yeah. Now, my question... Say with David Parker Ray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The question I have is, if he's all-forgiving, why are you in hell forever? Wouldn't you serve your time in hell and then be forgiven? I guess not. So he's not all-forgiving. <laughs> no, I guess, because I guess not. Because he doesn't forgive you when you die. Mm-hmm. Is that just, uh... Hmm... It's just something I've I've been thinking about. It's just since a bunch I was a of kid. unbaptized babies and people who've never heard of God. Well, it's like think of like okay, so a perfect example would be Hitler, right? It's very obvious to say if hell exists, Hitler is down there with Stalin. Well, in, They're hanging in an out. ideal hell, yeah. I mean. But if God is all forgiving by those standards, couldn't Hitler repent in hell, serve his time in hell, and then be granted access to heaven? Hmm. No. Couldn't anyone <laughs> do that? Well, I don't know. I mean, like... Uh, if you could do it on Earth, why can't you do it upon death? That is interesting. I don't know. I mean, like, hell is uh, supposedly... So you're saying hell should be, like, a sort of prison time sort of deal? It's like, all right, you get, like, 2,000 years down there. Yeah. They can come up here and rub you, your feet. I'm only saying that because they say he's all-forgiving. If they choose to say he's not all-forgiving... Then I understand, but they jam it down your throat that he forgives you and he, you know, he loves you, he forgives you, but he doesn't forgive everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like not all like um, faiths that have like God, like the like the Christian, or I mean, not the Christian God, but the God from the Bible. Uh, not all of them like believe in hell. I feel like hell may have just come about to like assert some sort of power before people could read, and when the church was in charge and like you know, like controlling people. They have to have some sort of like fear incentive to for them to control the people and for the people to do what they want. Yeah, like the Jews don't believe in the same hell that Christians do. So they don't really believe in hell. Yeah, exactly. Tom. Just something I've been thinking about. No, yeah, it is interesting to think about. Very strange. That's all I got. Yeah. Don't but- be afraid of the moon today. Yeah, it's a full moon. I it hear. is a full moon, but Holy it is a micro hell. moon. It is supposedly thirty percent dimmer and about fifteen percent smaller than it usually is on, uh, uh, you know, on a full, full moon moons. cycle. They're like whatever. harvest moon today, isn't it? Who gives a I fuck? I believe it is. Who gives a fuck? I I'm guess one of not those w- you, Grant. I'm yeah. a, fuck yo. I'm one of those like weird, uh, like 
I like the all the shit that's not like normal. I guess you don't like the moon being smaller I, and dimmer. I cannot stand the mainstream ideals of like uh, astrology. I'm not trying to make it an astrology thing. No, 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 no. Like, no. Oh, it's what the moon like, is. The sky's no, gonna, no, 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 the sky's no. I, gonna I look that. creepy. It's Friday the 13th. I just don't care know. about the moon. I'm not I just, just like, don't. oh, you're a Pisces. The Watch the fuck out. Uh, I hate the moon. A piano you know might fall. Like, we were we were a lot better here, humans, when the moon wasn't here. Mm-hmm. Now, I hate look, the moon. Look up that. I hate the moon. Mm. I hate it. I, I, you don't like the tides? No, it's it serves me no purpose. I like the tides. Well, you're wrong. I like the moon. You could be wrong. It's okay. I know. You're wrong. So could you. No. You're wrong. No, I'm not. Yeah, well, you're wrong at saying that, so it's all right. No. Everything's fine. No, I The moon is not going anywhere, so if anything, I win. How do you know? Yeah, maybe the moon's going to... Maybe the moon doesn't like you, Jake. Did you ever think of that? (laughs) Maybe I'll kill you later. Maybe the moon won't allow that to happen. Yeah, because the tides, man, yeah. Did you ever see Transformers? They live there, okay? That's their house. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I don't like them. They're evil, so I want them to be destroyed. Is it made of cheese? Mm, Zola, maybe. Art Carney's face is on there. I know that. Uh, yeah. Fuck the moon. I don't care. I like it. It's cool to look at, but it it's stupid. What else? Yeah. Shoot the moon. I will. Uh, I'd like to go there, though. I will say that I'd go to the moon. I don't see anything that you've said aside from the fact, aside from the statement that you say you don't like the moon. Everything else, you seem to like the moon. Yeah. You're a contrarian. I I don't mind the moon. I just yeah, hate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like James Bond. I don't mind James Bond, but I hate it. I guess that makes more sense, but it's still. Or is. Indiana Jones is the same way. I don't mind it, but I fucking hate it. I just hate so it. So you like don't mind that they exist, but if it's in the same room as you, you're gonna. Shoot the TV like Elvis. Yeah, no, oh, it's, it's like, like David and uh, the Nutty Professor or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he he like a, threatened he my life. He has like an uh, irrational <laughs> aversion to the Nutty Professor for some reason. Oh, I'm gonna send him some Nutty Professor memes. Dude, so, let's send him just ten <laughs> copies of the movie, in just like a big thit, like as a care package. <laughs> That'd be cool. What is he in San Diego now? Uh, yeah. Oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. We got to do this. He's yeah, coming home so soon. Funny. He is. He's gonna kill us if he comes home. And oh my god, he has to. He has to go back. All right. Then. So yeah, after yeah. after he comes home and leaves again for a long time, we'll we'll send it to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right. We yeah, that's all we you. got today. Thank you very much. We are starting a cult. Follow us on all the stuff. We love you. We love you. Um, listen, I hate God. I think you're wonderful, but not the most. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.